Hi guys, welcome back to Blue Wife Life. We are so glad that you're tuning in today and we just are so encouraged by all the feedback that we have received through your podcast platform and the reviews that everyone has left. That really means a lot to us. So we wanted to read a couple of reviews. Sarah Finch on Facebook left us a review. FYI, you are so cute and your little wedding picture, I'm looking at it right here because it pulls your photo up. Not that we're stalking. (laughs) I'm not stalking you. It just has the picture next to the review. You look so pretty in your wedding photo. But Sarah Finch says, love and appreciate this podcast so much. Definitely makes you feel part of something bigger, not so alone and scared. Highly recommend. Can't wait for the next episode. Aw, thank you, Sarah. We really appreciate that. So guys, if you have um, any questions for us, Um, any comments, ideas, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram or email us at bluewifelifeusa at gmail.com. In this week's episode, we sit down with federal agent's wife, Liz. She is the type of person you will really want to not like, but you just can't help yourself but like her. She's funny, she's pretty, and did I mention that she is the co-founder of this super creative children's t-shirt brand that she and her best friend Kylie built from the ground up. I don't want to tell you to stop what you're doing and go check out their website because hello, I want you to stay listening to our podcast, but if you can multitask, get over to their page now. We rascals. Today, we talk about how they built this brand. Okay, so some of us have careers that you can get a job anywhere you go. Hats off to you teachers and nurses, but for many of us, certain career paths are better in certain cities. However, when you are married to an agent that just gets out of Federal Academy, they don't ask you, what city would your wife like to be in? Trust me, they definitely did not ask me. Liz knew this early on and decided to create a career for herself that could go with her wherever her husband's job takes them, which has been three different cities so far with at least one more move in the future. We talk about making friends in each new city and how that's hard to do from the couch. We talk about building their business and hope that it inspires you to chase your dreams, no matter what stage of life you are in. A lot of us tell ourselves, oh, I can never do this, or I could never do that. I don't care if you're 21 or 61. Make a plan and make it happen. Okay, so you don't need me to inspire you. I sound more like a drill sergeant, so let's get to Liz. Becky, are you in a closet? Are you guys both in closets? We are in closets, yes. This is where we get the best audio in our homes. So, Liz, thank you so much for being here. We're really excited that you are on board with us. We just wanted to talk to you about this company that you started out of thin air, you and your business partner, Kylie. Thanks so much for having me, girls. It's so fun to be on here with you guys. I'm so excited. Y'all have really built this company from the ground up. We have. It is. um, You know, I think if somebody had said to me prior to us starting, like, here's what it really entails, I may not have gone for it. Um, (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) um, I think both Kylie and I started very naively. Um, We came from different backgrounds, and we just jumped in, and we didn't really... We bootstrapped the whole beginning um, of We Rascals. Uh, Kylie had this fantastic idea, um, and she came to me and, and said, will you join me? 
and I was like, you know, not that specifically, but I was like, yeah, absolutely. I thought the idea was fantastic. I thought we needed children's clothing needed to see some different faces than what was out there. And what was out there? Uh, at the time, you know, it was 2013. Um, I had just had a son. He was about a year old. And I couldn't find a whole lot that wasn't superheroes, that wasn't Disney characters. Um, and I knew I knew that kids needed more. And they, and we needed to find that. And, and we couldn't really find it at the time. So we decided, well, let's give our kids something else. So let's... Um, Give them some empowering faces to see, some real people to see, um, people that have done amazing things, have bettered our world, and yeah, let's do it. And and she had an, she had the idea, and I just joined along, and then we kind of jumped in feet first and uh, treaded water, and we're still yeah. treading water. <laughs> I love that concept, though, because I have two boys, and... One is currently wearing a Mater shirt right now, but I'm like, oh, they love those character shirts, but I want cuter clothes for them, you know? Yeah, and you know, there's a there's a fantastic place um, for imagination with our children and those characters, um, for sure, but we just wanted them to have more yes. than just that, and so... Yeah, we did. We originally came up with the Johnny Appleseed. She, Kylie had seen an old photograph of Johnny Appleseed and um, was sharing his story with her son. Uh, and we just, she, she had this photograph and we were like, you know what, that would look pretty banging on a kid's t-shirt. And then how awesome for them to wear something, somebody on their shirt and know the story behind them mm-hmm. and start to identify within themselves, um, some of these traits that these amazing humans had and be able to have conversation that meant something and, and that they could learn from. Certainly there's a wonderful place for Disney and for Mater and Pixar <laughs> and absolutely my children love them as well. But, um, yeah, we were just but trying to give them more. Place, there's also a place for real life heroes as well. Yeah. I bought the Davy Crockett one. That was yeah. one of the first ones because he has a tie to my family. And so, right. yeah, he was going to marry a girl in my family, went away for a year or so, came back, and she was like, yeah, no, I married somebody else. <laughs> so we know that because, yeah, we know that because there was a marriage certificate with her name on it. So I don't know what kind of gossip was going on back then, so I couldn't tell you the full details, but I do know that. That's that, amazing. That, I love that story, Becky. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, okay, Liz, what was your first shirt? Was it the Johnny Appleseed shirt? So when we launched, um, we had a couple different shirts. We had Johnny Appleseed. We had Davy Crockett was one of our first ones. Um, Abe Lincoln we had as well. Isaac Newton as well. So those, uh, am I missing anybody? Gosh, really kind of thinking through the archives. Those four were our big ones to start. To start with. So this is a random question. What has been your best seller over the last five years? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, the Frida, the Fierce Like Frida. Yeah, that one's super cute. Yeah. Liz, do you have a background as a history teacher? I do not. No, not at all. What is your background? 
Um, so I started, I used to work for um, Kohan in um, footwear production, women's footwear production. I did that. And then um, while I was in that job, which was an amazing job, my fiance at the time, um, he's now my husband, was had gone through the um, a federal law enforcement academy and was we knew he was going to be moving. And so I had to uh, give up that job to move with him. Ah, the the (laughs) sacrifice of a law enforcement wife. Yeah. Yeah. I still tease him about that. But But you were in apparel. Do you think that that can you draw from that at all with this? Uh, Yes and no in a much different capacity, I would say. Um, It's certainly taught me about materials and the um, importance for quality materials. You know, it it didn't necessarily give me a skill set that transitioned to T-shirts exactly, but I felt like it was a good start. And I've always been interested in in fashion and in um, business. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if my background is necessarily there, but I feel like it it lent itself okay. <laughs> That's true. So, okay, on Instagram, you just said your company started in 2013? Uh, yeah, 2013, 2014. We kind of were working behind the scenes a ton in 2013. Yeah. And then um, I believe our launch was 2014. Okay, so four years or four and a half years, however long, you have 18,000 followers. How... How did you get to that? Like, what did it just like happen? Clearly, probably not overnight, but how did that evolve in the social media aspect? Yeah, so it's funny. It didn't happen overnight. Um, and in fact, if you would ask us, we've we kind of feel like it's actually been a pretty slow growth. Um, but you know, it's been important to us to grow it authentically and to grow it with good engagement. And, um, we were not as worried about the numbers as we are about the quality of our following. Um, we really love connecting with our audience. Um, we are making t-shirts with a mission, you know, we're way more than t-shirts and we really need more people to connect with that versus trying to, trying to get our followers up there. So it's funny that you say that because, uh, we, some good friends of ours on Instagram or social media, we've seen them grow, you know, like a whole lot more than we have, um, or faster, I should say. And, you know, there's things you can do kind of behind the scenes that maybe it doesn't lend itself to an authentic audience, but that's always been important to us. So, you know, in terms of how exactly did we do it, it took, it's taken time. (laughs) It's taken a lot of time, obviously almost four years. Um, And uh, we try to connect with other companies that are like-minded. We try to collaborate with them. We try to collaborate with bloggers who also share an interest or share the mission to empower children. And um, I guess just through that and through a lot of work, we just did a a really tiny collaboration with an art teacher who has a good size account. And um, that helped us grow a little bit. So it's just been slow, steady. And like I said, we're just really wanting an authentic audience. Mm -hmm. So you're saying as opposed to somebody that has 
60,000 followers, 100,000 followers, but they're not really interested in what you have going on. They're not really your sales audience. Yeah. Well, yes, that, and and we just want our audience to connect with us and our Mm -hmm. mission. And that's, it's not for everybody, you know, maybe an account that is much bigger than ours, but doesn't have the quality of an engagement that we do. How has yours evolved from the beginning to what it is now? Has your mission always been the same? What did y'all do? Do you use different photographers? Do you use different artists? How did you really try and expand? Yeah, so it's interesting. We have evolved quite a bit um, from the beginning, or at least in, in what Kylie and I, I think, would agree on. We started off and we had we were using photographs that were lo- in the public do- domain that we could use and put on t-shirts. And we were using a method of printing called DTG direct to garment printing. And, um, we quickly realized that though that was great and these photographs were amazing, we could easily get ripped off pretty quickly. So, um, we decided to hire an artist and we contracted with an artist and had him draw some designs and and we did those for a bit and then we've kind of gone through three artists at this point and um we just finished or are almost finished phasing out one artist and now are continuing with our artists who you see most um on our shirts at this point and then our mottos which are are the fierce like frida the daring like da vinci that's obviously not artwork it's more digital um uh, graphic design. So we've evolved tremendously in that point uh, aspect where we weren't even using our own artwork to start. And then we started to Kylie and I have, we come up with the concepts and we come up with the designs and then we present that to our artists. She certainly gives us a lot of feedback and um, we kind of go back and forth. Once we receive a first draft, we'll go back and forth a couple of times and yeah. So, and then in the same regard, we've also evolved with our photographers um, and we've been using the same gal, Laura Morseman, which I want to give a shout out to because she's mm-hmm. amazing. And we've used her for a couple of years now. And she, my gosh, I feel like anytime we launch a new line and she photographs it, it like really comes to life after we see her photographs. She does a fantastic job. When I go through your Instagram page, everything looks so perfect and that's a compliment to you like your feed just your shirts are adorable clearly I'm sure there's a lot more behind the scenes that is not perfect like do you feel like there's a lot of mess behind that like perfect looking Instagram feed does that make sense yeah no, no mess. We have no mess. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm totally yeah, kidding. It is, per- it is perfect. <laughs> it is. We are the perfect company. We have no, you I know. guess what I'm asking is, what do you find the most challenging? Because you look amazing on social media. Oh, so well, thank I- you. I feel like in small business, it's different. It's different daily. Like some some days, our challenge is getting out orders in a timely manner, um, because at the end of the day, we're it's Kylie and I, and we're two moms, and we're trying to keep up with raising our children and also running a successful business. And and then some days it's cash flow because what small business has uh, you know an unending amount of cash. Um, 
And then other days we are late to production on something and we're trying to push it out. So honestly, there's always something. I feel like they're rare that there are weeks on end without any sort of hiccups. But um, we we try to not make mountains out of molehills and just keep on trekking. (laughs) Okay, so Liz, you were talking about things that can be challenging. Have y'all had any examples of where you've been really discouraged by anything? Yeah, I mean, a couple will come to mind, but um, one, we, we, we are. So we have definitely had our discouraging days and our discouraging times. I think that is super normal and for businesses, all businesses, small businesses, large businesses. Um, one thing that we encounter in our business is that we have to be very careful about who we put on shirts, especially when we're using more modern day heroes. People have different viewpoints on who they want to see on shirts, on how they feel about some of these heroes. And we put out somebody in particular that we were really excited about. She had um, paved the way for women in politics. And, um, you know, as most, if not all of these heroes, uh, human beings, I think in general, have done awesome things, but have also done some not so awesome things. And trying to navigate when people feel differently than we do on some of our heroes has been really challenging. Um, we try to see the good in everybody. And sometimes you have to look past some of the decisions that these people have made that may not be what most people would like to see. But at the end of the day, they still have done a lot to move the ball forward. Mm-hmm. We believe. And then it's challenging when your audience doesn't feel that same way or when you get pushed back. And so, yeah, there have been some challenging days with that. It's shocking that people have such varying opinions, isn't it? I mean, it just shocks me. Okay, Liz, you mentioned your husband's in federal law enforcement. You and Kylie are both moms. So when do you find the time to work on We Rascals? So, yeah, for, you know, when we first started, I was working nap times always and then um many many late nights after my kids went to bed and then a lot of times I would put the tv on for them for an hour or so and and try to bang some stuff out um and then once my older kiddos I have three kiddos and once my older kiddos started some form of preschool um and elementary school that got a lot easier it gave me chunks of time Um, And then I had a baby about 15 months ago, and when she was about six months old, I decided I had to hire a sitter to come in. So I do have a sitter that comes in twice a week um, and gives me a chunk of time on two days to get work done, because otherwise it'd be really hard. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's great. toddlers, when they start walking. Yeah, yeah, it's really challenging. And, you know, I still work most of her naps as well, and and evenings um as we've evolved and as as we rascals have grown and i think just as our kiddos have gotten older and into school age things we're not working as many late nights as we used to and that's a shift that we made purposefully and we were just really tired i mean golly mom being a mom is very Mm -hmm. tiring um so i love my babysitter and she allows me some uninterrupted time to work (laughs) So yeah. how many hours do you work a week? 
It varies. It varies tremendously. I think, um, you know, summers look very different than the school year, obviously. In the school year, I, oh golly, probably at least 15 to 20 hours a week. And then, you know, more than that, I'm answering emails or we're answering um, requests. We have a, we have a pretty decent wholesale part of our business. So that is also something that, you know, we're constantly working on or answering emails for and, mm-hmm. and ordering product for and stuff like that. So yeah, I, uh, maybe 20 hours, I guess, if I had to guesstimate it. <laughs> yeah. Liz, I don't even know how you can really answer this, <laughs> but so what is it like working with a good friend? You know, it's amazing. Actually, everybody at first was like, don't do it. Don't go into business with your best friend. It's not going to end well. Um, (laughs) Mary. uh, I think what's pretty amazing about Kylie and I, um, in fact, is it's probably all made us closer. I think she might agree with that as well. Um, It's pretty darn fun to have to talk to your best friend every day. We are pretty much on the phone daily. Um, And also, too, I think we our personalities are really mesh really well together for business, you know, stuff that I'm more conservative on. She's more, uh, liberal on stuff that I'm more liberal on. She's more conservative on. So we have a really good balance. Uh, she is extremely artistic, uh, not artistic in the sense drawing, but she's just got a, such a great eye for fashion. And I think my, I balance that out well on some of the back end of our business stuff. Um, And so we just work really, really well together. I don't know if that could work for every pair of best friends, but um, it seems to really work well for us. Becky, would you not agree with that statement? I 100% agree with that statement. I, I do. I absolutely do see how that would balance each other out and work. Where does Kylie live? So Kylie's in Austin, Texas, and I was in Austin. I lived in Austin, Texas. We moved from there about two years ago. So that's we were both there when we when we started. We rascals, and we had met in Laredo, Texas, which is also where I met Becky. Tell us about because you're from Maine originally. So I mean, I can only imagine the culture shock that was moving from Maine to a border city. Yeah, culture shock is one word for it. Um, it was. It was a tremendous culture shock. It's, you know, I gosh, I think back to that time in my life. Um, my husband and I had just gotten married, um, you know, like three weeks before we moved to Laredo. And I was young and ready for an adventure. And I think that had its huge advantage because um, I didn't know anything about Laredo, Texas before we moved there. When I found out we were moving there, which was um, a little bit more than halfway through his academy, I Googled it and I was like, oh man, oh wow, that's the border of Mexico. Uh, Wow, okay. But I knew nothing about it, and you know, it was really, it was really challenging. More so, I think, than the um, 
the culture shock and getting used to a new city, a new state, all of that, it was leaving my family. Um, all my entire family is in Maine. So that was really challenging. And then, you know, getting to Laredo, it took a little bit of time. The people we met in Laredo, though, made Laredo. And um, I don't begrudge one single day we spent there. And in fact, I had tears leaving the place. Um, And if you would have told me that the first month we were there, I would have thought you were crazy. But I did. It was actually sad. We were certainly ready to go. We had spent more than four years there. Um, but I was sad to leave it because I had, I had my first baby there. I met some amazing friends that I will have for the rest of my life. I met Kylie there. So I do not begrudge one single day there. I think a lot of people have that experience. For example, Mary was on the phone with me when I told her, and I remember talking to Mary on the phone and telling her where I was going. And she was like, okay. It's okay. And she's like Googling things about it. And she's like, okay, there's a, a mall del Norte and, and Becky, Becky, there's a hobby lobby. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. And then it's, it is, you go in with tears for one reason and you leave with tears for another reason. Uh, Absolutely. Tell the story about telling your mom about being pregnant. Yeah. When I was pregnant with my first son. So she was a total surprise. Um, we, like I said, we had been married for about three weeks before you moved to Laredo and we'd been there for about four days and I found out I was pregnant and I called my mom right off because I was surprised and I was kind of like, what do I do now? Like I had no idea. And so I had, I must've had a, I know I had a lot of panic in my voice, not because I, I was, ex- it took me a little bit to get excited. I think I, we were just so shocked by it. But, um, so I called my mom and I was like, mom, to, to preface the story a little bit, I had also called her the three previous days, the first three days that we had been in Laredo in hysterics almost daily, just being like, I don't think I can do this. I don't like it here. Nobody speaks English. Um, I haven't met anybody <laughs> And so then on that fourth day when I called her, now I had the news to share that I was pregnant. But she had had three days of tears leading up to that. So I said, Mom, I have to tell you something. And I'm sure what was nearly 15 seconds, what went through her mind was like, oh, my God, she's coming home and she's leaving Nick. And how am I going to tell her (laughs) father? Because he has just paid for her wedding. <laughs> Do y'all laugh about that now? Oh, oh my God. We hysterically laugh. Of course. It's, yeah. Three kids later in 10 years. But So, Liz, you have moved several different times with your husband's job because most federal families do have to move more than once. Um, how? So, you live in Canada now. Yeah, we're up in Vancouver now. So how have you made friends? How have you adjusted? What tips do you have for wives that are either about to do that or currently doing that? What would you suggest? Yeah, so get involved. Um, I am not one that typically loves to just go out and go to things without knowing a soul. But one thing that has helped me tremendously is 
to get my kids involved in things. Um, I have met a lot of my current friends in Vancouver through my older two's, uh, my older children's school, a lot of other moms and, and families, and then um, also by getting my baby, my daughter, who's home with me, we go to music class, we go to swim class. So just getting involved and trying to meet people um, that way, I have found helps tremendously. It always feels like it's taken me about, I would say like six to 12 months to really feel settled in a spot and really feel like I have some connections. Um, I I love yoga, so I go to a lot of yoga. I try to meet people through that. Um, I just try to be really consistent with stuff that we do um, and making sure that we're always getting out and going to things. And I feel like eventually you kind of meet people after you see the same faces over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like six when to 12 I, months is pretty good. to Tulsa, which is not nearly as big of a move as Maine to Laredo or Austin to Canada. One of my friends told me, like, anytime you get invited somewhere, go. Like, even go. if you don't, you have a headache, you don't feel like it, you're tired, go. And that was some of the best advice because I did that the first year or so, and that helped me make friends very quickly. Yes, I couldn't agree more. That's a fantastic piece of advice. Just go out, and and when you don't feel like it, you still go and get out there because you're. It's very hard to meet people from your house, so get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's another good piece of advice. Yeah. Now that you are in another country, is there a bigger difference? You know, being an American law enforcement family. Yeah, you know, I do notice differences, actually, and I didn't think I would, because given the fact that Canada is pretty much on the U.S.'s doorstep, it is on the U.S.'s doorstep, so I didn't really expect there to be as many differences as I uh, uh, saw. For one of the biggest differences was healthcare, right? Like, Canada has socialized medicine, so just trying to navigate a whole different healthcare. Um, I moved, when we moved up to Vancouver, I was 12 weeks pregnant, so um, pretty quickly I had to familiarize myself with the healthcare system, trying to find doctors and all of that, and um, that was a big difference and, and a big piece to navigate. Trying to think of other differences. <laughs> You know, grocery shopping, funny enough, has been something I've had to get get used to. So in Texas, I felt like when I, I remember first moving to Texas and being like, why does everybody love Heb? What is so great about <laughs> Heb? <laughs> and now, leaving, after when I left Texas, I was like, H-E-B for life, uh, um, and I was mail ordering groceries from HEB. I learned that it was called HEB, not HEB. And I still am like mail ordering products from HEB because I love it so much. Um, but then I move. So I, I go from kind of medium sized grocery stores in Maine to these ginormous grocery stores in Texas. I can't understand why people love them so much. It takes, you know, three hours to get through them. <laughs> and why do I possibly need clothes when I'm picking up apples? Like, I don't get it. 
And then I moved back to a place that had smaller grocery stores. And I was like, why can I not get t-shirts when I'm getting my bananas? (laughs) Like, what the heck? Why do I have to make a couple stops? And so, yeah, the grocery stores have been a little bit challenging. Um, I have to go to three different grocery stores every week because there isn't one that carries everything I want in my family uh, likes in a week and I have picky eaters. So Liz, you, know. you can, you can put a pop-up shop in your grocery store. Since you're looking for t-shirts, I feel like there's a connection there. We rascals with your grocery store. Yes. I can't even get toiletries at my grocery stores in Canada. Like you have to go to the drugstore for those. Yeah. They have a very, very small selection of toiletries, but not the brands or the kinds that I like. So I have to go to a drugstore for that stuff. So um, it's it's kind of ma- more back to the basics, I would say, there. And then Canada doesn't have Target. So that was like a whole other oh, thing. Bad day. Cut tape. No Target. <laughs> no Target. And that... That is such a shame. Are you going to have to move again? Yes, we are. We are going to have to move again because we only have visas uh, for six years. So we're almost two years into our six years. Um, so we'll have to move again. Uh, probably be- before the six years. Well, you seem like the perfect person, the perfect spouse to go along with the moves. You seem like you adjust well and, and you can... Oh. Put on your big girl pants. And <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I feel like once you have kids, you kind of have to show them, right? Like, they learn yeah. best by seeing it. So for them to cr- give them some resilience and moving around, you've got to kind of uh, show them that it's okay. Certainly, it has not come without tears, and it has not come without a lot of frustration. And um, But it's also some fun adventures, and we're very blessed to have some of these opportunities that we've had, and that's because of the career my husband's in. So that's not lost on me in the least bit. So you've moved three times. Was your husband in academy when you mentioned y'all were engaged? We were engaged when he went through the academy. Yes. So you lived in Maine. I did. I stayed in Maine while he, well, I had no choice really. I mean, I guess I could have technically moved anywhere, but I had, I had a great job and I I stayed in Maine with my family while he was in the academy because you, I don't think spouses can accompany them. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't. My husband and I, he went to academy when we'd been married for a year, and I couldn't go with them. Yeah, so was I that, didn't, Like, how was that for you? You were a fiancé, I guess, but yes. uh, what advice would you give to girls going through that now? You know, it was challenging at first, certainly. I kind of got into a groove. I was working and I just kept myself busy. But gosh, if I had children while he was doing it or or if I were married and and had a life with him, it was almost as if like we had a life together, obviously, before he went to the academy. But um, because we were newly engaged and hadn't quite started our life post-marriage together, it wasn't as challenging, I don't think, as it would have been if we had been married, and certainly if there had been children. Yeah, um, the children part, I remember, uh, we had been married a year, and dropping him off at the airport 
was the saddest day for me. And oh, gosh. I just bawled, and, and he shed a tear or two. Uh, Stephen might, might want me to cut that, but um, we, I didn't understand, like, the other guys that were at Academy that did have kids. Like, that was so much harder on them because – and those, those wives, man, to take care of those kids for six months by themselves, props to them. If you're doing that, you are a you are an everyday hero. You should be on a wee rascal shirt. Mom boss. <laughs> Mom so boss. Right. Mom, Mom boss. So yeah. right. Academy is a different experience, though, because, yeah, it, it was hard for me. I know it's not hard for everybody, but um, I miss Steven so much. And, um yeah, but the kids, I can't imagine if we would have had kids doing it. That would have been really hard. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine either. Uh, my husband is Nick, and and so I flew down a couple of times during his academy. We got to spend a couple weekends together, mm-hmm. um, so that helped out. Just having those visits to look forward to mm-hmm. really They're got like us through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think what's so, so interesting about you Liz is that you've started this amazing company and you do this with your husband's schedule like I'm sure he travels he works nights he's not always home so what a cool idea that you you and Kylie have to do this because you can do it with your husband working a crazy schedule in law enforcement and I just think I think you have such an amazing company and I love your t-shirts and everybody go out and like her on Instagram and buy a wee rascal shirt oh well thank you you and Kylie both are an inspiration in what you have done and I think you've made the most of of the lifestyle that you knew that you would have which would be moving and not knowing where you were going to move and what jobs might await you what career path you could potentially have moving all the time so yeah yeah and you know as as we've grown we we rascals that's become very important to me knowing that I can work this job from wherever I'm wherever I am is super important to me and it gives me a lot of drive to continue to grow it um fortunate enough where Kylie is based in Austin so all of our production is still done there um which has been amazing and to have her local to that, but it is, mm-hmm. it gives me a lot of drive to continue doing what we're doing, knowing that we're going to be facing more moves and um, that's can be really challenging for the wife's career, the spouse's career. Well, thank you, Liz. Thank you guys so much thank for having Liz. me. So what'd y'all think? Did you love listening to Liz as much as we did? Her story of how she started We Rascals with her best friend Kylie was so encouraging to me. Any of us can pursue that dream that we have. Maybe it's not an Instagram shop though. Maybe it's just working out or going to a mom's group or in our case, starting a podcast. What is your dream? I think Liz proved we can all bloom where we are planted. And I personally love the advice that she gave about getting involved in a new city. Just go do it. This is gold. Guys, I have been that new girl before more than once, actually, and this could not be more true. If you find yourself needing friends or feeling lonely, pick one thing to go get involved in. 
your kids' school activities, a church small group, neighborhood get-togethers, or just invite somebody over for coffee or go to Chick-fil-A. Lord knows that's my favorite place to go to. I hope you took away some encouragement from this interview. I know we did.